Welcome to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. This thing is huge. It's the greatest, most outrageous, incredibly fun podcast on the internet today. It's all about the Don. The most spectacular entrepreneur alive today. For entrepreneurs who also want to dominate their market and destroy their competition. You should be your competition's huge problem. This is the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast with Steve Cypress and Everett Fornell. Welcome to another episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. The hugest, greatest, most unbelievable, believe me, podcast in the history of the world. It's just going to be huge. Speaking of which, I have the most amazing co-host. I am Steve Cypress here with the one and only Mr. Everett Farnell. Steve, you're always so generous with your introductions. I appreciate it. Thank you. But I, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm a little worried about something. How are we going to pay for all this bandwidth that we use up with all these people downloading the podcast? I mean, the tens and thousands and millions of people who listen. You know, to the that's a really that's a good thing. It is a concern. I mean, if we if we get more people to listen, that's going to cost us more money in hosting fees. Yeah. So I, I'm. How are we going to take care of that? How are we going to take My goodness. In fact, if we really grow it a lot and maybe we have to start hiring some assistants, that's going to cost us even more money. Like this whole idea about growing a business, actually it's kind of crazy because your expenses are going to increase like crazy. That just sounds stupid. Well, I mean, who would want to live in like a really big house? Because can you imagine the electric bill in like a 10,000 square foot house? Oh, and and if we make a lot more money, our income taxes are going to go up. Who wants that? I know a guy who pays more income taxes at the end of the year than the average family makes. Can you imagine how he has to pay that much in income tax? I don't understand. I mean, if you build a business, how are you going to pay for all the expenses that come with it? How are you going to pay for that? I don't know. I mean, that's it. (laughs) I I say what we should do is we should not build or grow any businesses ever because how are you going to pay for it? Uh, Yeah, how are you going to do it? I I don't understand. All right. So as always... We have our little fun at the beginning before we get into it in the episode. And you might recognize some of the phrasing we're just using by bonehead, ridiculous, non-business, or even if they do know business and they know better, they love pontificating their BS at people who are mostly non-business savvy people when it comes to the issue of tax cuts. You'll hear this all the time from liberals. How are you going to pay for those tax cuts? How are you going to pay for them? And then the conservatives, anyone who understands business at all, has to explain, dude, the tax cuts actually make you money. So the federal government cuts the taxes and therefore gets more revenue. But that's somehow so tricky a thing to understand that politicians who know better snow over millions of Americans and get them to actually believe that and go, oh, yeah, how are you going to pay for these tax cuts? That Everett, that would be like me. I mean, I can tell you, my first multi-million dollar business that I started when I was in my last year of law school, so I started it part-time as a student, and I grew this thing within three years. It became the largest fantasy sports game company in the history of the world, and it went from me just starting it worth zero and with a few hundred bucks I think I started with 800 bucks, and it was worth over $5 million three years later. I had my accountant coming up to me early in that business and going, hey, uh, this amount of money you're spending on advertising, this is a lot. It's well above the industry standard for the whatever, this, that, whatever, because it's a huge percentage of your budget. And I'm like, dude, you know what? You crunch the numbers, and I'll build the business. 
Thank you very right. much. I don't need any business building advice from someone who does have no clue. Anyone that says that has no clue. I'm like, how do you think you're getting paid, dude? I had 800 bucks when I started this business, and now I'm paying you more than that every month. How do you think that happens? That happens by investing <laughs> in advertising and marketing and then getting a return. In the same way, that's how tax cuts work. You cut the taxes, and guess what happens? Business owners reinvest that money, hire more people, build more stuff. The economy grows. More tax revenue comes into the federal government. Why is this something that people cannot understand? Well, because people don't understand the mind of an entrepreneur. Yeah, but I'm saying there's even business owners that don't get it. Like that accountant saying that to me, he probably said that to all his clients. And I'll bet that a lot of his clients go, oh, I guess you're right. In fact, I can tell you from experience, I spent three and a half years as a consultant with a yellow page advertiser and all the time. I had small business owners saying, oh, oh, but hang on. My budget for my advertising is only X amount. I only got 3000 a month, and so I can't put in more than 600 a month to the yellow pages because I got the... And I'm like, you're doing it all wrong. I mean, if, if it doesn't work, then of course you've got to look at it that way as an expense. Right. But if it works, isn't the whole idea of, hey, I put in $600 into my Yellow Page ad in April, and in May, $5,000 comes in. So guess what? I, I put three grand in my pocket, I take two more grand, and I run some more ads, and now 10 grand comes in. Then I put five grand a month, then I'm up to 10 grand a month. By the end of the year, my, quote, budget is up to 100 grand a month. I mean, that's how marketers do it. Why, why do so many people not get that? Well, because I don't understand the concept of scaling. Unfortunately, too many business owners are technicians, right? So they, they're, not, they're not marketers, they're not business people, they're technicians who are smarter than the average group in their business. You take a roofing contractor, I came out of that business. You take a mechanic shop, you know, a gas station with a mechanic shop in it or something like that. You have somebody who's reasonable. Right, one out of your ten guys is smart enough to go, I don't need this Everett guy, I can do this on my own. I can do this on my own, exactly. I got enough, I got my equipment, I got my tools, I can just go open my own. However, he still doesn't know the first thing about actually running a business. He doesn't know the first thing about marketing. So just like the people who are completely blind to economics, who think that tax cuts cost the government money, and by the way... It's such a dumb concept, I have to laugh at the whole time. It makes so no sense. Well, and, and they think that tax increases increase the government budget. Right? Yeah, when, no, when I mean, it's not, the, it personal it, story it, of me, if people know that t- it's been two years now since I moved Scramoose the heck out of the o- oppressively taxed-to-death state of Illinois, guess what? They raise the taxes, they raise the tax, they raise it to a certain level, all of the income producers leave. And then what do you got? Yeah, you got a place that Comrade Stalin would be, uh, would be proud of because... There the is no doubt that raising taxes... Hurts tax revenue and cutting taxes done properly increases tax revenue. Yeah, it's, it's, there's no maybe. It's absolute hard economic fact, but people don't pay, pay the people don't pay attention to economics. And not only that, economists try to complicate everything. So economics seems like a very complicated field. It's not really that complicated. A lot of it is common sense. So if you go listen to some of the great economists, a lot of the stuff is very common sense. Well, but I took Econ get, 101 in my college, and they overcomplicated like crazy because I think yeah. the professor had never actually had a real job. Like he didn't know actually what a real economy. <laughs> is like <laughs> so and so you're right but donald trump does see and this is the lessons learned from donald trump podcast we're seeing donald trump exactly. right now is attempting to get the point across that hey the greatest thing you think i mean just because the stock market is up 25 percent it's hard to believe less than a year since the election and the economy uh, the stock market has boomed 25 percent now that's good for savers it's good for people with pensions 
It's good for big companies, but that still isn't good for the listeners to the lessons learned from Donald Trump podcast who are small business owners. They are middle class small business owners. We are going to need the tax cut to have a really mm-hmm. boom for us, which, of course, small business owners are the major- majority of employees work for small businesses. So Trump needs to get tax cuts in to actually have the entire economy affected by this. But he's up against the anti-Trumpers and the liberals with their message of like, how are you going to pay for those? How are you going to pay for those? Come on. Right. Well, the way that you pay for it is you just, you do it. And next year, I know it sounds like voodoo, but next year there's more money. Well, yeah, Trump keeps saying that. And it's interesting. I know you use it on purpose, the term voodoo, because that's what Ronald Reagan, that's what they hit Ronald Reagan with uh, when he did his massive tax cuts. They called it voodoo Mm -hmm. economics. Like, oh, he, he says this will magically occur if you, it's magic. You cut the rate of revenue coming to the government and more money comes to the government. That doesn't make sense, say people who don't own businesses. And unfortunately, Everett, probably about half or more of the people who actually own businesses don't understand this. It's a shame. It's a shame. But it's absolutely the truth. Now, the way that this works, and I, I want to go back to something that you were talking about earlier, was with your marketing dollars. Too many small businesses, you touched on it and you hit it pretty good, but I want to just really put a fine point on it for marketers or for uh, business owners. Too many small businesses look at their marketing dollars as an expense, as money that they have to pay out. But it should be an expense. It should be a scalable investment with a defined ROI, return on investment. You put in $1,000, you get $2,000 in profit. You put in $2,000, you get $4,000. $4,000 in profit. You get with a $4,000, you get an $8,000 in profit. Now, it doesn't work exactly like that. Sometimes when you buy a bigger ad, there's sometimes... Uh, of course. I mean, we don't have time you know, to get into all the issues of scaling, but of course yeah, it doesn't scale. But, I mean, but, you know, you're getting the low-hanging fruit in the beginning later on, a little more difficult to get customers. We understand. It doesn't exactly scale forever. You exactly. know, double, 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 double. But, However, but the of course you're is, on the right track. Yeah, the point is, is that that's how you have to approach your marketing. It can't be... I have X number of dollars to spend this month on marketing. It should be X amount of revenue that comes in will be reinvested into marketing. And frankly, the beginning rev- as you're starting off, when your revenue is low, it should be a larger portion of your revenue than when your revenue gets larger. So, See, now, this is why I wish I had you with me when that accountant gave me this BS uh, 30 years ago when he came to me and said, you know, oh, Steve, you know, I got to, you know, he was doing me such a favor, Everett, because he was the <laughs> experienced numbers person who had hundreds of clients he'd done their accounting for. And he was like, Steve, i got to let you know, I'm looking over these numbers. And uh, your marketing is a very high percentage of your revenue. And it's way over the this and that and whatever. And I'm like, thankfully, looking back, since I didn't have the lessons learned from Donald Trump podcast to listen to, thankfully, somehow I knew I must have been, you know, my father was a top salesperson, a business owner later on in life. He knew a lot of business owners, I guess. Even my mom had a lot of business owner friends because somehow I knew, dude, that's what you do in the beginning. I want to build the business. Oh, I'll tell you how I knew. I also knew because the first ad I placed got an exponential result for a tiny little Ah. two-inch classified ad in the back of an obscure magazine. And so I knew, or I believed, that if that little two-inch ad got that result, I can't wait to place a bigger ad in more magazines. I can't wait to increase this because I already got, that's how the business sprung off from a big return on the investment. And now that I'm thinking about it, 
you mentioned that a lot of times a contractor, for instance, a tradesman that leaves the company because he says, Joe the plumber's an idiot, I can do better on my own, doesn't start with an ad where he gets an exponential response and learns that lesson right away. He starts with, hey, I know some people, or I'll get my family and friends and neighbors to do business with me. And so he doesn't understand right away and doesn't have the experience I had where I knew right, right. away, hey, I can't wait to place a bigger ad. And still exactly. to this day, so many people I meet, that's not business owners, that's not how they think. They don't live thinking, I got to make some more money so I can place a bigger ad. I also, being in the fantasy sports game business, I was the first one reason I grew to be number one in the industry very quickly. I was the first one to give out real prizes. So I gave a, my first baseball season was my first professional season. It was a trip for two to the World Series, all expenses paid for the overall winners of my contest and my game. Oh, I love and it. And the competitors were giving out a hat and a t-shirt and a trophy. And they were like, well, <laughs> prize it. money. You can't give prize money. That would make it gambling and that's illegal and you can't tell them like, dude, you know, luckily, like I said, I started this my third year of law school. So having a law degree, at least I knew enough to know that, dude, if you can give a shirt, then I can give a $5,000 prize. Okay, it's still a prize. So you can give a crappy prize. I can give a good prize. There's no law that says the different value of the prize, the, the, whether you give a crappy prize or a good, if, if giving a crappy prize didn't make it illegal gambling, then how is making it a good prize? So I'm just going to be smarter than you. And that's the other thing I said. I need to give the biggest prize, and I need to place the biggest ad. And I, I can tell you this, and then I'll turn it over to you, because I've been, I've been commandeering the whole episode here, and I don't want to do that. But I will tell you that it was my mom. It's often the pe- people closest to you, because they want to protect you, because they love you, give you the worst advice. So my mom, who never right. ran a business or came anywhere near it, she was a, a school teacher, a government employee her whole life, and until late in life when I got her to go out and give private teaching and private lessons. But I digress. Uh, early on in life, furthest thing from a business owner. And she said, she said this to me, and it was, it, it was a big lesson. I put in my ad when I, you know, had no cut, not even one customer, and the ad said, Grand prize, trip for two to the World Series, all expenses paid. And what do you think, my mom said, or anybody else that doesn't get her? She said, what if you don't get enough customers? How are you going to pay to send one of them on that trip? And so maybe people can guess my response, but I was like, number one, I hadn't really thought about it because I'm not going to cloud my brain with such negative thoughts. I'm starting a business here. But on the other hand, I had thought about it enough to say, Mom, it's March. See, the baseball season starts in April. So I run this ad in March. The World Series is in October. Nowadays, they play till November. But anyway, it's October. And I said, that gives me six months. So let's see. The, the tickets and the hotel and the airfare and the limo to pick them up and the food and the whatever, let's say it's five grand. That's a grand a month. So if this doesn't work, I'll know right away because i got to sell everybody into this game before opening day. So I will know on opening day, early in April, I didn't get enough people to pay for a trip that I'll have to pay for six months later. I go get a job, and I put aside $1,000 a month. I send that person to the World Series. I wash my hands of the whole thing. I learn my lesson, and I close down the business. So that was the answer, and that's the entrepreneur's answer is I'm going to invest this money, and if it doesn't work, I'm going to lose. But big hint, I think I already gave it away, it worked, and within three years, I had a business worth $5 million. I didn't get that by being timid with my marketing and advertising and thinking it was an expense. That is awesome. I have a similar story, too. My real jump into direct response marketing, this is short, This is the first sales letter I ever wrote. I was in the animal business, animal contracting business, and I sat down with my then business partner. And I said, Alex, listen, 
here's what I want to do. I want to run a contest, and I want to have a referral contest from Trappers, which is our main referral source, the main business source at the time. I want to have a referral contest to Trappers, and I want to give the winner a truck. And his right. eyes See, there you popped go. out of his head. A truck? I said, yeah. It's $15,000. We have just what you said. It's $15,000. We'll have a year to get it. All we have to do, if we don't get any extra business, we're doing enough business now where if we take $1,000 from every job that we do, then we'll have the money at the end of the year. But I guarantee you we'll get an influx of business. So he thought about it. He said, yeah, you know, I think you're right. And and we did it. And we did enough extra business. We wrote enough extra business. Now, it was insurance work, so it took us about three months to realize all the business and get it all put to bed and everything. But in the next 30 days, we wrote enough extra business to make $100,000 in profit over and above what we should have made, what we were normally making on a monthly basis. Because we just, we, we did, I mean, obviously the truck was paid for many times over. And as it turned out at the end of the year, the tracker said, uh, you know, I already got a truck. I don't need a truck. Could you buy me one of these things? He wanted this golf cart woods thing. It's like a four by four golf cart thing out, for out in the woods. So, uh, it was even less money than the truck was. So we were like, yeah, yeah, if that's what you want. And he was happy. He was thrilled. <laughs> And then an extra lesson, uh, aside from our bonus tip, which is spectacular uh, this week, but uh, an extra lesson there is then, of course, you take as many photos as you can nowadays, thanks to social media. Man, if social media is around back in the 80s when I did my contest, I would tell these guys, I need you to take pictures and videos of the limo coming to pick you up, getting on the plane, of sitting in your seats at the World Series, at the hotel room you're in, at dining in the nice restaurants with the, with the spending money I give you. And I'm going to put this all over social media. I'm going to put it in my marketing. Man, I would have leveraged it another five times as much. Right. Because I'm telling you, anyone that was skeptical of my ad saying, hey, I'll send a trip or two to the World Series, blah, 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 after I did it the first time, oh, my goodness, everything just took off. Now I had in my newsletter the story, the photo. They did take a photo, I remember, from out. It was like a prom photo, right? They were a photo in front of their house. Someone took of the two of them, father and son, getting in the limo as it pulled up to take him to the airport. It looked like every prom photo except it was a father and son. But it was, here comes a limo, thanks to Steve Cypress, because it's not just two tickets or even two tickets and a flight. Oh, no. This is a whole first-class experience, blah, 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 which is another thing I guess people would have said, which was equally on the wrong track. And they would have said, well, but do you have to do all that? Can't you just, yeah. you know, get away with 2500 And, you know, what's with all the spending money and the nice hotel and the limo? And what are you doing? I think I even put them on a first-class tickets. I mean, because I, because I said, I knew, I get my, my educated guess, which ended up being right, was word will spread. They will tell everyone, Steve treated us like a royalty king. You need to play this game. You need to get into his business. You need to enter this contest. The guy treats people like a king. I love Steve. I'm referring everybody to him. I'm staying forever. I'm telling everyone to join this thing. The extra couple of thousand bucks that I sprung for all the deluxe everything, I don't have as clear a payoff story as you did, but I know that that paid off tremendously. Well, and today, just like you said, today in the world of social media. By oh, social be, media, I would have oh, multiplied that times 50 times. Well, you would have multiplied it, but then so would have the people, because the people who are in that kind of business talk to other people, are people who play those kind of games, talk to other people who play those kind of games. Well, that's what I'm saying. I would have, mul- my profits would have multiplied 50 times yeah. today. And, and that's the thing, folks. You know, we, we share on the lessons learned from Donald Trump podcast a lot of, uh, 
classic strategies that date, date way back to people doing these things successfully way before. It's easier now than ever, and the barrier to entry is lower than ever. When I say, like, hey, publish a video, well, if I would have said that 10 years ago, you had to pay 10 grand for a camera crew to come out and wait a month while they do all the editing, and then you got to convince some local TV station to feature you on TV and then somehow get the recording of that or whatever. I mean, and then what, put it all onto DVDs and mail them out or something? Like, how are you just going to disseminate video about your company? Like, it was really expensive and took a long time and a lot of expertise. Now, you carry this whole thing in your phone at all times. The next time you go on a job and at the end of it, somebody says, wow, thanks, that was great work. You say, hang on. You take out your phone and go, could you say that again? Click and let them give you a testimonial right there on the camera. Press one button, put it on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, this, that, Instagram, you name it. And let's go, folks, and make some money. Absolutely. It's amazing. Amazing stuff. Amazing time to be alive, my friend. So next time you see someone look to Donald Trump or one of his surrogates or the head of the whatever division or something, he's got all his people out there trying to explain this thing, and you see the people that don't get it saying, but how are you going to pay for those tax cuts? Thanks to you being a listener of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast, now I want you to just laugh, think of us, and go like, that's hilarious that those people just don't get it, do they? But I do. You've just listened to the most terrific podcast on the Internet today. If you want to be a winner like Trump, make sure to go listen to the rest of the episodes and get our advanced tip of the week by going to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com. And join us next time, unless you like being a loser. Some people do. Trust me.